Hey Elijah, you know what really grinds my gears? Uh, the fact that they called that bullshit roughing the passer penalty on Tom Brady. No, the fact that they called that bull roughing the passer on Chris Jones. Oh, that was pretty bad too, actually. That was worse. That was was that worse? Yes, it was worse. Uh, We're gonna break it down. We'll because, break it down because this is the this is the Jew point conversion. Yeah, the Jew point conversion live. Not live, because we're going to be releasing this, but we are together. We are together, one-on-one, in person, uh, and yeah, I mean, lots, like, a couple really egregious roughing the passer penalties. Is that what you were going to say, by the way? Were you going to, is that what you were going to... I honestly wanted to just see where you would go with it. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Because you knew I would say something and not like, I don't know, Noah, what does grind your gears? No, that, that... It's good. I was I was waiting for a topic to come about, and this is what podcasts are. This is exactly what podcasts are. So... We're here. It's Thursday afternoon, late afternoon, 4.10 p.m. West Coast time. We have about an hour before Elijah's Chicago Bears kick off, facing the Washington Commanders in And we're debuting this, this orange, all-orange uniform with the helmets. Yeah, so you don't like them. I don't... I, I want to see them on the field of play. Yeah, I guess I want to see them on the field, but it's like... I They're mean, very Halloween-y. They are Halloween-y, and they look like... I mean, they look like Doritos. I don't like Doritos. I'm like neutral about Doritos. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm like I, I like Cheetos more. I will say I'm I don't more like a Cheetos. Cheetos guy. Really? I like regular, just salted chips. You're, you're today. T- I had Ruffles, the original. They were really good. Your taste buds confuse me. That's actually not true. I actually do like barbecue chips. That's what's up. See, now we're talking. Yeah, but um, but Elijah, I don't even know how'd you do this week. In picks, did we do okay? I, I I actually I did not calculate. How I didn't I did. either. I think I picked the Chargers. No, I picked the Bills. I definitely got Giants. I mean, Giants beating the Packers. Waking up to the Giants beating the Packers was so fucking cool. Like that was that was awesome. I was awake uh, for that. Yeah, I mean, you you watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. Great game. I watched the highlights. I watched you know yeah. uh, like the condensed replay. The that New York Giants awesome. are four and one. They might be a pretty good team. Every team in the so the NFC East has the best combined record of any division in football. And I mean, the Washington football team does not help with that equation very much. They're also not the Washington football team anymore. I know, but the Commanders. I still like to call them the football team because I think it's funny. Um, They lost a heartbreaker and they're playing tonight. Um, Carson Wentz, three shots, they throw a touchdown at the one yard line, and he, I mean, like. They, he basically threw three interceptions. Only one of them was actually like converted as an interception. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty brutal. Of uh, that's a pretty brutal way for Washington to end that game against the now three and two Tennessee Titans. I only knew about that because the Titans are my fantasy defense. Well, they were my fantasy defense for that week. They came in handy for you. I benched at the end. There. Well, they didn't because well they did because they got me six points, which right. is what they were projected to get. Right, but. I had three players in my fantasy lineup go down due to injury who I started. Oh, that sucks. It was Which terrible. Player? Which players? Uh, T. Higgins was one. Oh, that. Blows, Darren yeah. Waller. Oh, yeah. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's That's, that's another so game that we should probably briefly talk about. The fact that Teddy Bridgewater, backup quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, gets hurt on the second play of the game, I believe it was. Yeah, and Gets there, concussed. From and there, it's court- all Jets. Well, not only that, but the fact that it's the new implementation of the concussion protocols that the NFL and the NFLPA agreed on. Ironically. And of course, it ha- yes. It I know happens. exactly what you're about to say. Yeah, it happens to the Dolphins right after it happens to the Tua a couple we- uh, you know, two weeks ago today. So, Yeah, in- insane. But that game was insane. Sunday night was a good one. 
right? Justin Tucker hitting the game-winning field goal for the fun Baltimore game. Ravens to beat the division rival Cincinnati Bengals. Really I, fun game, you know? Uh, at the end there, it's like, you know, when Lamar's down by a field goal and he has the ball, you just, like, late in the game, two-minute drill, you just feel like he's going to get them into field goal range. And that's because everything is field goal range for Justin Tucker. Like, amazing game for probably the greatest kicker of all time. You know, He will definitely be the greatest kicker thir- of all time. 13 total done. points, I believe, um, you know, with an uh, extra point and four field goals. Including the game winner, I mean, yeah, good, good, good for Baltimore. Um, really fun game. That was a fun one. Did you see Justin Tucker's interview after the game? Uh, he credited everybody, right? He credited everybody, but he literally talked about being a system kicker. Yeah, what is it? I did not. He I didn't. So I didn't get he that credits point. everybody, right. right? He talks about his long snapper, how he was able to get the ball off in a certain amount of time. Right. He talked about his holder, first time holding for a game-winning field goal. Right. And then he said, I'm a system kicker. The ball basically kicked itself. Oh, that's so funny. I was like, this that's is really awesome. Funny. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. That's so funny because it's like, you know, we talk all the time about system quarterbacks and, you know, what does that mean to be a system quarterback? Is it a bad thing to be a system quarterback? Like, what does that mean? And it's funny to bring that to kickers. Um, and, I mean, I like, that's just him, like, sharing the credit. But, like, come on, Justin, you know. You could toot your own horn a little bit. We know how good you are. Like you're, like you're a very, very good um, football player. Honestly, you know who wasn't good? Who was not good? Pittsburgh Steelers. They oh, were they, really bad. They suck. Mr. Biscay's the problem. Oh my no, God. stop it. I know. I know. No, Kenny, Kenny Pickett got his first career start. Just did not go over well. Three the Baltimore, total the, points. The Buffalo Bills. Beat up on the Steelers, thirty-eight to three. Hey man, it was probably a really nice field goal. But I will say, Josh Allen to Gabe Davis, two touchdowns, amazing two touchdowns. By the way, yeah, I lost my fantasy game before it started because my opponent had Josh Allen and Gabe Davis. Ugh, don't you just hate that quarterback wide receiver tandem that you have to play each week? Can't can't stand it. I just cannot stand it. But hey, you know, good 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 for them. They look awesome. Uh, obviously, the Bills as always, thirty-eight uh, three. That's just like that, that. That's that's a massacre. Could not have gone much worse for Kenny Pickett. The Steelers are bad, dude. They're very bad. I don't. So the Steelers have. I'm trying to think of the stat. There's a, there's a very interesting stat about the Steelers that recently came up in a meeting. Um, oh, the fact that they've never they haven't lost three in a row under Mike Tomlin since 2009, which was his second year. Damn, and uh, is that I guess. They've lost four in a row now, right? Yeah, I believe so. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they are, I mean, they're pretty terrible at this point. And, you know, Pittsburgh fans are just not used to this. Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season ever, I don't believe. Correct. Um, and, you know, they're starting the season one and four. Kenny Pickett has not been, I mean, he's, he's had his moments, but he has not been very good. The rest of the team, injuries, TJ Watt still hurt. Um, yeah, I mean... There's really not much else to say about the Steelers other than the fact that they're not very good at football right now. No. The Bills and, are very good. TJ Watt is a guy who's desperately missed on that team. Oh, no doubt. No I doubt. I mean... If you're able to get pressure on the quarterback, that's kind of an important thing to do. Yeah, even though Josh Allen can just get the ball out, zip, yep. like that. Oh, yeah. Super quick release. He gets out of the pocket. But still, you know, Steelers beat the Bills last year, uh, and TJ Watt had, a, had an impact on that game. So, I'm just saying... The Steelers, de- yeah, like like you said, Steelers definitely miss T.J. Watt. There's no question about that. Speaking of your Bears, I just wanted to transition. That's fair. Um, 
can just talk about them super quickly. They they really should have two wins in the past two weeks. They should have won the past two games. They should have won the past two games. I agree. I completely agree. I, I think I said that in the last episode. Yeah. But, I mean... You picked just, them to win against the Vikings. I, I picked them to win against they the almost, Vikings. They, they did, did not. You picked against them. Very smart on your part. So you I mean, hey, really they, they, we came back. We made it. We were down 21-3. to three. You know, Darnell Mooney makes an unbelievable catch before halftime. Oh, my God. I saw that. I was watching that in our tape Amazing room, and play. I was like, my God. Amazing play. David Montgomery Dude's punches back. it in. 21-10. Bears get the ball. Immediately score a touchdown when they get, like, you know, they march down the field when they get it. Um... After halftime, 21-16, they miss the two-point conversion. And then immediately they go for the onside kick, which I love. You know, that's a calculated risk. Defense steps up, holds them to a field goal. And I think they missed the field goal. Oh, yeah, they missed the field goal. So it was 21-16. Bears got the ball back anyway. Um, They go down. They score again. Or they get another field goal. Then they get another field goal. Vikings obviously march down. And the thing is, the the problem with the Bears right now is there's just no pass rush. They, They can't get to the quarterback. Um, you know, they, they got, I think they had a sack or two on Kirk Cousins, but that's only when they're running stunts up there. Queen's been a non-factor. Um, and, you know, they can't get off the field on third down. The last drive, Vikings go up seven, and then that idiot receiver, number 17, catches the ball, tries to, doesn't try to get out of bounds, stays in bounds, runs down the sideline. He doesn't fumble. He gets the ball just ripped out of his hands by Cameron Dantzler. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that's all she wrote. Well, and I would say... Poor Justin, man. He played good. Yeah, Justin's a franchise quarterback. I'm just going to say that right now. But yeah. can I also say the problem with the Bears besides pass rush, they didn't have any defensive backs in the game. I mean, yeah. when, you, when you're subjected to basic one first and second year players and you have to go up against a guy like Justin Jefferson who just torches you for 12 catches and 154 yards. In the first half, he didn't really do as much in the second half, but yes. But, like, that's the, that's the point. Like, you're digging yourself out into this hole, and then you're trying right. to come back, like you said, yeah, and yep, they, yep. and you're just, you're just causing your team to... I mean, this isn't an on-the-field problem, really. It's it's maybe a front office problem that they can't get those pieces ready to go. But Well, I want to call it... Because it is a new front office, right? Like, this is year one. So I, I get it that, you know, like, the, the young players aren't ready to be amazing just yet because you know like like you said like we've been saying you know it's very early in this uh new chicago bears regime um that being said you know no pass rush it's just gonna suck yep watching a defense when you can't get to the quarterback just like the pittsburgh steelers same thing yeah no pass rush exactly exactly you know uh, but they're missing a guy we're not missing a guy we just don't have just not well, a lot of talent you are missing a guy but you traded him traded away Khalil Mack. <laughs> however the bears will have double the cap space of the next of the second most cap space team i think the giants have 54 million the bears have 108 million next year so they're going to be able to mm-hmm. add a bunch of pieces you know you know i i left this game you know i was pissed off that our guy didn't go out of bounds i wanted to see like if, if i want like if the bears were going to lose that game i want it to be because you know, i want justin fields to not complete the last pass like either an interception or he you know throws an incompletion or something like that I don't want you, – you never want to see a young quarterback lose because of things that are beyond his control. And I can't blame Justin Fields for, you know, the other guy fumbling. And it's just like, you know, I want to see – I wanted to see him in that fourth quarter situation. Last week it was Bayless Jones who fumbled the kickoff, and, you know, Fields didn't even get a shot. He did get a shot, but it was barely a shot. You know, it was just like a – it was a – you know, they had a last-second Hail Mary – or uh, lateral play effort. 
Uh, so it's just, you know, I feel bad that Justin Fields hasn't had that, like, shot at a fourth-quarter comeback. Um, but, you know, it, it, it will come. It will come. Maybe he will tonight. Hopefully we just win by a bunch tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll preview that game in a bit. But, yeah, ultimately I left feeling very confident in Justin Fields. You know, going on the road against a tough defense, he stepped up, he made some big plays, big third-down throws. Um, it seemed like he was processing the game quickly. And, you know, like he was sensing pressure too. Like, the guys were blitzing him and, you know, coming off the edge, really good defensive players, and Fields stood in there. He hung in, made made big plays, and that's why I left confidently after that game. I think he's the most pressured quarterback in football this year. He's got to be. He's got to be. That offensive line is not very good at pass blocking. They run block well, but their pass blocking has not been good. I, I love the the run game that the Bears have, though. Oh, yeah. Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery are fantastic. Very solid running back duo. Especially, obviously, Montgomery's special over there. And, I mean, Herbert's very good. Very, definitely a quality player. And, you know, he's a bear. He's a bear. He's and better than Justin. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, I wouldn't go that far. Speaking of which, do you want to talk about Justin Herbert's performance against the Cleveland Browns? I mean, yeah, he was great against the Browns defense that so desperately misses Miles Garrett. Kind of like how the Steelers desperately miss TJ Watt. Um, Herbert was great. Brandon Staley needs to be fired. I'm you really don't like. Him. I am so sick of like, he, they. As far as I'm concerned, that's a, like that's a loss for Staley. I know they won the game, but like, how are you gonna go for it on fourth down? In that situation at the end of the game, I'm pretty sure neither team had any timeouts. There's like one minute left. The 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 Chargers have the ball at their own like 43 yard line, something like that, and they call a pass play. They don't get the first down. And now the Browns are in, you know, basically already in field goal range. Now, Cade York missed the field goal at the end. Yep. But, like, I mean, how are you going to – I, I just – I don't get the logic of Brandon Staley there. I know that he's, you know, gutsy and he likes going for it on fourth down. Punt the ball. Punt the ball. Your defense was playing well up until that point. Like, they, they had been stopping the Browns pretty well. Browns didn't have any timeouts. Just inexcusable, and I know the Steel. Uh, I know why do I keep saying the Steelers? I know the Chargers won the game, but they got very, very lucky. Yeah, the it, Browns went more Browns than the Chargers went Chargers. It was at their. Sense. It was at their own forty-six. So forty-six. Okay, still. No, that's still like, yeah, like it's almost at midfield. You're very deep into the game. Sure, it's fourth and one, and obviously the odds are fourth in and your, two. I think it's fourth and one. I think it's fourth and. Fourth and a long, a short, a long one, short two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think CBS probably got it wrong, right? Because they always get it wrong. No offense, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, l- listen, like, With a, I understand, I understand the logic. I, I do, I understand. Yeah, if you get it, you win. But it's like, punt it away. Like, th- there's a minute left, and it's it's not. You're not playing Mahomes here. You're not playing Lamar. You're playing Jacoby Brissett. I understand that. I get that. But I. I mean, maybe he just wasn't confident in the de- in the defense. Nick Chubb is the only player in all football to have 100 plus scrimmage yards in all the games he's played this season. Yeah. So yeah, but you but know, but you're not giving you're not giving it to Nick Chubb with a minute left in the game when I mean, you need to get in the field goal range. Like, I mean, you're, they weren't going to be running the ball. He could easily catch it out of the backfield too. I mean, no, they put in Hunt for those. What, kinds of what he what Brandon Staley's thought process was was hey, like you said, let's end the game. Right. That's all it was, and. Guess what? Cade York has now missed two field goals on the year. 
like two important field goals. Yeah. So just thinking about the Browns. Did as they draft him? Yes. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He was the first kicker off the board. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, That's he was so good funny. at LSU. Don't get me yeah, wrong. No, and I mean, he, but, he did make a big kick. Yeah. One. And, but listen, when you have Mike Williams as your target going up against a rookie cornerback cor- with no experience, odds are probably Mike Williams is going to win. Yeah, but he didn't. But he didn't. And I, I mean, look, I'm well, just saying, if this 54-yard kick went in, which I know it didn't. It did not. I, I, like, Brandon Staley w- would, I don't know if he'd have a job. I really don't know if he'd have a job. I, I, I don't think, I think he would still have a job, like, because... I don't know. People seem to like him for some reason, but like I, if I was a Chargers fan, which I am a little bit sometimes, I would be very, very upset with the way Brandon Staley has coached pretty much all season. Um, but there are three and two, and uh, you know Justin Herbert, like you said, looked really good. Yes, he did. Looked healthy. And Austin Eckler, stud. Absolute stud. Definitely an early season stud. Very you know, good September, October player. Hopefully, you know, we could see him in the playoffs this year. That'd be nice. You know who else was a stud on Sunday? Who? Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. Tampa Bay Buccaneers squeaking by uh, the <laughs> Atlanta Falcons 21-15. That, that was bullshit, bullshit, terrible, horrendous call on Grady Jarrett. It's the number one topic right now in all of football. Roughing the passer. What the hell is it? It's literally like when we debate the catch. We're talking like, what about the hell is keeping a catch? the game safer. We're not keeping the game safer. We're keeping quarterback safer. It's not about... You know any other player? Like it's all about Tom Brady. You know, like they want to keep pretty boy Brady pretty, and it's just like against the Falcons too, no doubt. Like if I'm a Falcons fan, I I don't know how I go on. Like I don't know how I keep watching football. I'd be pissed. I mean, they shouldn't really have been watching football since they lost twenty eight to three in the Super Bowl to Brady, and then it's kind of like you're being tormented because then he comes into the division and just keeps kicking their ass He's and finally li- finally you have a chance you get off the field Grady Jarrett makes this play Thought not a dirty player by the way Grady Jarrett not at all no. great player by the way he had three sacks in that Super Bowl I'm just saying yes he did um, and you know just for that to happen and then they just then the refs just gift them that first down the, the quote was what was the quote by what was the ref's name again who made that horrendous call um, let, me, let me find I this I think it was Ron Torbert but it might not have been but in, in any case while you, while you go and look that up the, the situation was, if Grady Jarrett had gotten that sack and it had been ruled properly, um, it would have given the Falcons the ball back. Yes. And they would have had the chance to go down and score late. Jerome Boger. It was, it was, it was Jerome Boger. Another, um, right, right. Another very proven official. He, uh, he had he, proven shit. He officiated Super Bowl forty seven, which was the uh, 49ers and Ravens. Yeah, okay. I mean, good no call there on the... Um... Crabtree, Crabtree. Yeah, I, I think that was the right call to not call that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean... It's not like this was like a first or second year guy. But no, I know. in any case, you're absolutely right. It was an awful call. Because, but He said, but, but what Boger said is, what I had was the defender grabbed the quarterback while he was still in the pocket and unnecessarily throwing him to the ground. Okay, so he tackled him. Yeah. That's That's what a tackle is. I mean, wasn't... you're not supposed... Like, what are you supposed to do? If the guy's in the pocket... How, how is it unnecessary to throw him on the ground if your job is to bring him down? Your job is to tackle the quarterback. I, I don't get it, man. But what was he supposed to do? Disappear? Yeah, what was he supposed to do? Was he supposed to just, like, stay there and hug Tom Brady? Was yeah. he supposed to be like, oh, you know, actually, Tom, make your throw. That's fine. If I'm a, Pal- if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm pissed this week. I'm p- pissed this week. 
Especially because, like, you know, it's finally your chance to beat the Brady-led Bucks, And if they get the ball back, they very well could have won that game. They absolutely could have won that game. Yeah, I mean, they were doing that without Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson, too. Yeah. Like, Drake London still can ball. Love that guy. Mm-hmm. I will always talk about him every chance I get when the Falcons come up. Uh, Marcus, I honestly thought... In also, that- by the way, this roughing call came after a holding penalty, which was also very dubious, I'm just saying. Um, but that's not the point. The point is the refs gave this game to the, the Bucks. I thought early on in this game, like first quarter, that this would finally be the Desmond Ritter game. But Marcus Mariota had held tough, and he gave his team a chance to win. And I mean, unfortunately, with this kinda. with this call, it came up short. So yeah, I mean, the Falcons are running the ball very well with a bunch of like running backs they never had heard of. Tyler Allgear. Don't know who he is. Algier. Algier. Yes, yeah. BYU. BYU kid. Yep. Pretty good game. Yep. Um, you know, Caleb Huntley, another pretty good game. Never heard of him. Caleb Huntley, he had a pretty good game last week, too. Um, Avery Williams, also never heard Mariota, of him. Mariota. I mean, you know, the Falcons had a good game plan. They ran the ball a bit. I, I like what Arthur Smith is doing over there. But, like, just, you know, they, they, they like I said, they gave it to Brady the last drive because he's Tom Brady. I mean, I guess, yeah, credit Leonard, for, Leonard Fournette for playing a good game. But the, yeah, I dude a, balled. I have a very bad taste in my mouth after this game. Like, that, that that was just heartbreaking. It's definitely, like, one of those where you just think less of the officiating. Not that you think always of the officiating. Right. It's just one of those games where the refs stick their nose in it and have all the headlines. Yep. And they maybe... Wanna get, they want to get their moment on TV or whatever. And here's what the rules committee needs to do when they meet in the offseason. They need to rewrite the damn rule. If this is how they're going to call it, and then you I mean, see it visually differently. Is it the whole point of roughing the passer that you can't rough up the passer? You can't unnecessarily throw him to the ground. You right. can't put your body weight on him. Which you is can't. silly, by the way. It's, it's football. You can put your you can put your body weight on literally any other player. Why not the quarterback? Why not the quarterback? They make more money than anyone. They could afford the medical bills. Why can't you put your body weight on the guy if you're 330 pounds and your job is to tackle him? I'm not playing devil's advocate. You're right. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Sorry, I, I, I don't know I'm like monopolizing this conversation right no, now. No, you're not. Very you're very pissed you're, about it. You're doing it correctly. You're saying everything correctly. Well, thank and you. L- listen, like Tampa Bay played a great game. Otherwise, like they de- they deserve to win the game. Yeah. It, no, well, I mean, yeah, the defense, Sons, yeah. Sons roughing the passer. I mean, we don't know if the Falcons would have scored if no. they got the ball back. No, that's a fact. But, but like they they were they played really well rounded in the glimpses that I caught of the game. Chris Godwin looked really good coming back from injury. Mike Evans still in there playing all right, and like Tampa Bay is going to be just fine. Like they will they will we'll be see. at the top of the NFC when it's all said and done. All, all I'm saying is, you know, if you're going to get called for roughing for something as ticky tacky as that, you might as well get your money's worth and pick Tom Brady up and body slam him. 30 seconds after a play. Like, I don't see why not. You got a budget for a 15-yard penalty every time you play the Buccaneers. Same with Aaron Rodgers. You got a budget for that. You're going to give up 15 yards at least on one play. So if you're going to rough the passer, rough the fucking passer. Get your money's worth. Throw him on the ground. That's that's how football is. Like, Terrell Suggs, who was recently on, you know, he was on your network talking to Colin Coward about this. Like, your goal as a defensive player, you, you, you want the quarterback to be a little wobbly. You want him to be off his game you want to rattle him um by the way aaron Rodgers' uh injury report hurt his thumb and his center Corey lindsley's his name mm-hmm. injured buttocks i i don't think that's a coincidence i'm just saying i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying uh but that's not the point point is yeah uh just some some news there some nfl news uh but yeah get your money's worth rough the passer early give up those 15 yards do it legally and make him hurt <laughs> 
Well, yeah, but if you can't, but the thing is, it's so hard to do it legally. It's impossible to do it legally. Like, don't lead with the crown of your helmet. Don't hit him above the shoulder. Right, but it's also like, you know, even the most innocuous little like, tackle you and throw you this way. You know, they pick you up and throw you on the ground. If they're gonna call that as roughing the passer, you might as well like fuck a guy up. If you can, and by the way, this is not this is not a PG thirteen episode. No, so that's okay. I mean, I don't know. Put like, it put put it in the. You're description. gonna have to put it in. A, yeah, put it in explicit. I don't know. We need to get the land of how many thir- under thirteens listen to us. That's fair. We'll 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 scout. We'll contact right anchor. Yeah, we'll contact. Okay, but and I want to connect this to the conversation we'll have in a little bit about the Monday night game. But another game that I want to talk about was the only undefeated team left in all of football continued its run. Yep. The Philadelphia Eagles. Went into Arizona. They beat the Cardinals twenty to seventeen in a game that was just—I would say—the quarterback play was not it at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. Fine. I mean, look, Jalen Hurts going on the road. He did. He did good. He did okay. You know, he had to throw it thirty-six times, um, and you know, he ran it fifteen, or I guess probably had to take some knee. Probably took some knees too. But like, he ran thirteen times. Right. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but it, it says fifteen here. But I guess he. Like they're not counting his uh, his kneel downs, um, but like, you know, J- like really the Eagles they relied a lot on Jalen Hurts this game, which is not the most sustainable thing. But at the same time, they went on the road and they got a win against a you know a quality opponent in Arizona. They're not the Cardinals aren't terrible, and um, yeah, I mean Kyler Murray wasn't great either. I don't know was was quarterback play really your main takeaway from this game? Um, yeah. I would say so, just because going in, I thought that's basically what the matchup was going to be. You know, two former Oklahoma Sooners going at it. That's and, cool. That's a cool headline. But, I mean, yeah, but it's not, it's not like it means anything. I guess not. But there was that. There was the fact that Arizona basically had the chance to tie, and Matt Prater, their original kicker, not in the lineup. So they got former Chief, Matt Amendola, and he missed that 43-yard field goal. Did you see after the game Justin Pugh, offensive lineman for the Cardinals, basically Pew go- Pew. He are you, what, what No sorry, I was just saying Pew Pew. What's Pew Pew? I don't know, like Pew Pew, Pew Pew, Pew Pew. His name is Pew. Yeah, so, and do you know how to spell it? P U G A. Yeah, Pew. Yeah, no I know, but I'm just Like Mallory. Right. Do you know Mallory Pew? N- no, I do not. Oh, but she, anyway, moving on, because we gotta get this episode up. She's <laughs> a team she's on the US women's national team. Oh, cool, uh, cool. for soccer. She's awesome. Um, she'll probably be like the golden boot winner in 2023 for the pretending to know what that is. Um, so Justin Pugh goes on this like explicit rant, kind of like you just did, um, just about how it's not about one guy and like, who cares? Um, he's got a point. He kind of does, but also like Matt Prater would have made that kick. He would have, yeah, no doubt. (laughs) And then Philadelphia might've lost in overtime, depending on how the coin flip would have gone. And even with the new overtime rules, you can still... Take think, possession and score touchdown, whatever. You, like, you, you, you're probably right. Prater would have made that kick. Who knows how overtime would have gone. That being said, the ultimately at the end of the day, Eagles came into Arizona. They won a tough road game. They're five and zero. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, things first are first time since I think two thousand four. Yeah. That they're five. Think, things are looking very bright for Philly right now. I'm I'm excited for what Philly can do. And my my Bills Eagles pick every single week. It just looking looks looking so better good. and better. It's looking better <laughs> and better. Um. Another afternoon game, Dallas Cowboys going into L.A. That's a... Uh, without Dak Prescott and with Cooper Rush and basically without Ezekiel Elliott, even though Ezekiel Elliott basically just hasn't existed for years, 
Tony Pollard broke mm. off a huge, I think it's 57 yard run. Um, that Dallas the LA Rams are anemic. They are nine anemic. points and ten points in back to back weeks. Yeah, when that... you have one of the best offenses in the entire league. Well, I mean, they don't have much of an offensive line anymore. Stafford's arm looks shot, and you know this is this is what you get. Like this is the price the Rams paid a price for last year's Super Bowl. You know they had that line with Von Miller and Aaron Donald. You got Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. Um, you know it, it's just that 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 was good that. I, I'm not surprised by what happened and by what's happening to the Rams this year because they're trading all the number one picks away. They have all these players, and it paid off in the form of a Super Bowl. So you can't be upset about that. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, like, like this, this is what you get. Like this is what you get for trading away all your players. I guess is the bottom line there, or trading away all your picks and you know not being able to sign all these players afterwards. Also, Michael Parsons isn't human. Oh, Duke, Duke gets hurt, literally comes back in the game, visibly limping, and just takes the game over. Yeah, he, he's an amazing player, and like he's just that anchor of that Cowboys defense, which is just like insane. Like I mean, the Cowboys defense is really, really good. Elite linebacker core, um, you know, good pass rush. They do everything really, really well. And I, I mean, I just I can't imagine a scenario like I I could see the Cowboys definitely winning their division this year regardless of who the quarterback is like they're, they're gonna they're wait gonna did you just say that what the the cowboys beating the eagles oh, i don't think they, i don't think they will but i could see them doing it is what i'm saying okay. i think it'll be the eagles still but you know cowboys will definitely make I, i'm I, I very strongly believe the cowboys will make the playoffs if their defense continues to play at this high level well and sunday night's gonna be awesome that's gonna Eagles be Cowboys. Game. Great game. I'm so excited for that. Yep. Well, that's, that, be a lot of fun. that's that's another episode for another time. Yes. Um now back to what I was initially going to talk about, which was the Monday night game, which was insane. Fun game, real very Raiders ending for Renfro and Adams to crash into each other on fourth down. That was funny. Well, there's that, but um can we just talk about how Kansas City they ended up scoring a touchdown that made it thirty to twenty three? And then those with six forty left, and they decide to go for two. I, don't, I get it. I get why? it. Why? Because then you go for two, then it's a two score game, and then the Raiders are in desperation mode immediately. But even if you kick the extra point, then you can. Then, then you still have to go for two. They still have to go for two. I know. Right. I know. So, I get it. So but, I. But, so but, I, mean, I don't understand. It. I, I I get the logic. It's just like, you know, then the Raiders really like they have to press big time, and you know, like they they can't even tie the game if they get the ball back. It, takes a little pressure off the defense. I, I still believe in kicking the field goal because then the Raiders still would have had to go for two. Um, right. I, I get it. I agree. I get it. But I, I, I see both sides. I see both sides of the equation, honestly. But then the Raiders come back. They score their own touchdown with Devontae Adams. And they want to take and the And they lead. wanted, and Josh McDaniels wanted to pull Brian Dable and try to go for the win. Although, I still feel like even if they had gotten the two-point conversion, Patrick Mahomes was still going to somehow find a way down the field. It doesn't right. matter how much time you give the guy. Oh yeah, like no doubt. He no was doubt. he was gonna do his thing, right. but so I just was like, oh my god, like you know, good for McDaniel's for wanting to do that and kind of instill a fire in his team, especially as a first year coach and the team being one and three. It's like what what do you have to lose, right? right? But he ended up going for two. They ended up getting it, and then they had a chance to win at the end, like you said. But of course, the the route running in which Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams had and. Is pro- I mean, I don't know. I wasn't listening to any postgame afterwards, but I assumed that it was Renfro in the wrong just because Devontae Adams is the best. Well, I mean, Renfro is a very good route runner. I mean, they could have just – anyone could have – Carr could have called the wrong play. 
you know, he could have called the wrong route in the huddle. Like, we don't know exactly. Well, we won't know exactly what happened. But like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I however, don't know. Well, however, I don't know why they're not running the ball. It was like fourth and one or third and one. I think they had like a third and one or something like that. Josh Jacobs was having a good game. Josh Jacobs was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he's by the way proving himself as like a elite running and back. he had his option declined so he's literally playing for his contract yeah and he so and he's, he's dude, earning it dude literally showed out yes he did he and was he, awesome. he's i mean as far as i'm concerned he's absolutely earning that contract and then of course we have to mention it after the game devonta adams devonta, the cameraman not a nice thing to do no not at all he was very apologetic afterwards he apologized in his post-game press conference he apologized on twitter he yeah. hoped that the guy would see it and then what does the guy end up doing he ends up uh, filing a police report in kansas city and they end up charging him with a misdemeanor, which could ultimately, I mean... Put him in it, jail, right? It could put him in jail for 180 days. He won't go to jail. It, he's not going to jail. Going to jail. There, like, there, there's people called lawyers, and they yeah. do really good work. Yeah. And listen... And, I mean, like, I don't think you should go to jail for that. No, That's no, crazy. no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, listen, it's America. It's a free country. You can do whatever you want. I mean, he'll lose a fat portion of his paycheck, but he'll... People thought he was going to get suspended for a game, but I don't think so. I mean, the NFL still doesn't come down with their rules. I think he should be suspended for a game for that. I, really? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think he should miss a game. I mean, you can't shove a cameraman on the ground, dude. I mean... No, but at the same time, I just... It was just a heat of the moment kind of thing. Guy cuts him off as he was running off the field, and he just wanted to get out of his way, and he just I wanted to get out of the field. I think it's. I think it. I'm not defending good, what Devonte did. I think what Devonte did was wrong. Paid, highest paid receiver in the league. Like there is an expectation that you're not that much of an ass. I think. Oh, for and sure. I think, like setting a precedent, suspending him just one game. I think that sends a, a positive message. Listen, I'm. Whatever NFL is going to botch it anyway. Like yeah. NFL doesn't do well with discipline anyway. Yeah, they not. always have these random like numbers with fines. Like it's certainly an area of improvement. They're going to find they're going to find Devonte Adams like seventy five thousand three hundred and twenty seven dollars. Yeah, some it's like some really stupid random arbitrary number. number yeah. yeah, which you know will hopefully go to a good cause. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, listen. Let's go to a good cause called the NFL. The NFL. Another wild week of of. Uh, NFL coverage, Elijah, that we talked about. Te- Texans, by the way, beat the Jaguars 13-6. to Lovey Smith, first win, baby. Yep, that I did not call that. Dude, I, I think we both said the Jaguars were going to win I think game. so, too. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, um, I also picked the Patriots. Oh, yeah, I mean, Patriots. Patriots the beat the Lions. Bailey Zappi. Yeah. I'm just glad we could maybe finally get off the Lions dick a little bit. I'm just saying, like, they are, like, we were talking about, hey, you know, like, they're trying. You know, a lot of moral victories for the Lions. That offense is really explosive. No. Go play Belichick, lose 29-0. Well, to be fair, they didn't have DeAndre Swift. Amon Ross came back, and he did not look good. He you got to score points. Of course score you got to score points. I understand NFL. that, but when you don't have your full culprit of talent, like, I'm, I'm, I still believe in the Lions offensively. I'm just They, they could have been spotted 28 points, and they still would have lost. Yes, because they don't have their guys, dude. I know, I know. Like, I, 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 get, I get it, man. I, I do Also, get Jared Goff's not a good quarterback. So uh, He is a good quarterback. No, he's not. He, I mean, when he has his guys, he's a good quarterback. He just didn't have his guys. He didn't have his guys. Yeah. Also, I mean, Belichick kind of owns Jared Goff. Also, Geno Smith playing like an elite quarterback this year, but couldn't get it done against the Saints. Um, yeah, Saints went 39-32. 39-32. Another shootout. I'm, I'm surprised that I haven't heard. I don't think Seattle fired their defensive coordinator, but they should. <laughs> probably. Probably. I'd say he's most likely on the hot seat. By the way, this game, not Scorigami. When uh, did it happen last? The first time it happened... The first time this game was Scorigami was in uh, 2002 with the Seahawks actually beating the Chiefs. Oh, 39. That was an AFC uh, matchup 32. at the time, I believe, right? I believe AFC Central. I think it was. 
before I think I think I think you know what I don't know I I really don't know it should if be something you should know. the Seahawks were in that no they were they were in the NFC 2001 was their last year in the AFC ah, okay there it is okay. there it is because that was when the Texans were born all right cool either way not scoregami but you know very infrequent agami of that this is score. cool by the way I've actually never seen this oh, this grid it's the coolest thing I love this thing. 25-11, baby. Shout out John Boyce. Give me the next one. John Boyce, baby. We love yes. him. Um, we love our guy. I, I think we've covered basically every week five matchup, right? Yeah, I think so. That we, I mean. All the ones that, that are relevant. Yeah, we'll, we'll obviously do our picks for week six coming up, but we have a game in like 30 minutes. I'm very excited. The Chicago excited. Bears. I'm excited. This is taking my team, on the Washington Commander. You should be excited because Washington's a very inferior opponent, and I'm assuming that you're picking the Bears to win. Oh, also the Niners killed the panthers in carolina oh yeah that's right yeah. and and uh, oh matt rule got fired matt rule that's got fired. what we didn't talk we about we did not talk that. about that matt rule I mean, got fired we're he gonna was... we'll gloss over it just because I, I feel like there isn't much to say he was they in still the midst... owe him 40 million dollars and he's gonna get a job somewhere else so. and in college in college yeah, yeah. i would love i would love arizona state i oh. would love matt that would be really cool that'd be i would really love cool. matt rule that'd be really cool no i mean he's a, he's a, one of those coaches that i recently i've watched part of NFL top 10 I didn't finish it yet but NFL top 10 coaches who belonged in college Matt Rule is the definition of an NFL coach who belongs in college like he should be a college coach that's not an insult you know he's just more suited for the college game and yeah that'd be cool if he went to ASU yeah well, or, or SDSU so but he won't. <laughs> Matt Rule got, gets fired this year came from college Urban right. Meyer gets fired last year came from college is it fair to say that college coaches do not work in the NFL? Other than Pete Carroll. Well, we'll see about Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, and, I mean, I don't know. Like, Nick Saban did a good job before he quit. I think Saban quit. He was doing pretty good with the Dolphins, though. He was... He went 2-14. and 14. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I thought he went 2-14. and 14. I I, I, He, he was really bad with... And he was only there for one year. 2006. I think... Was he only there for one year? I'm pretty sure he was only there for one year. No, I... Let, let's let me let me check this out. He's there 2005-2006. Okay, so these are two years. Let's I I'm pretty sure the 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 Dolphins were okay with him. Let me see. Oh, they started bad, but then they got hot. Let me let me see. 2005 Dolphins finished with the record oh, they were 9 and seven. 7, yeah. And then 2006, I know they beat the Bears. They started badly too. I know that year. Then they beat the Bears, and then they got really six and hot. ten. Six and ten. They weren't great. Yeah, uh, I know that they held their own against New England each time they played. Belichick and Saban, very similar minds. Um, you know, big time chess matches. Though, like all they came from the same games. coaching tree. And I think they were two and two. Saban was too. Belichick's uh, defensive coordinator when they were both in Cleveland. This is true. This is true. And I just, you know, I, I think, I think I don't know. I think college coaches could work in the NFL. It just depends on the coach. It just depends. The- Here's the thing that I'll never get over with college coaches. College coaches are there to recruit and sell 18-year-olds to go to their program. Right. In the NFL, you're working with professionals who have already been there, done that. It's like, it's literally the transition from high school to college. Like, we don't care about grades. You're already in college. Cool. Just don't drop out. Right? (laughs) I feel like college coaches in the NFL work a little bit, like maybe like for a season at a time, but that's about it. Like uh, right. Chip well, that's, Kelly. That's not right. long-term success. Chip right. Kelly's another good example. Yeah. Just flamed out with, with two franchises. He yeah. somehow got a job after he was with Philadelphia. I mean, college coaches, they probably just need to work their way up in the NFL. Yeah. You shouldn't go immediately from college coach to NFL coach. Like college, college head coach immediately to NFL head coach. You go college coach to linebackers coach to defensive coordinator to head coach. But, that that's that makes more sense. But again, just thinking about 
a college coach who can't go to the NFL and then goes back down to college, like Nick Saban's the greatest college coach of all time, probably now. Right. Chip Kelly has UCLA as of this episode undefeated yeah. this season. Matt Rule could do the same thing for any program in college. Yeah. Like he's going to be number one on everybody's list. Nebraska, Arizona State, what what may have you. Just yeah. like Deion Sanders. Deion, can you imagine like us talking in 2022 and Deion Sanders as a hot coaching candidate in college football? Well, I, I think he's going to stay at Jackson State. I would hope right? so. I, hope I, so, I, I would hope like, so. But he, I, I do think he will. I think, I think he'll he listen. To, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what he ends up doing. Um, either way, we do have a game tonight. Yes, we, we Chicago do. Chicago Bears hosting the Washington uh, Commanders. I like... I mean, I like the Bears to win because I do think we're the better team right now. I don't trust our pass rush very much. I think it's going to be pretty exciting, uh, more high scoring, definitely than last week. I got the Bears winning. You know what? Let me go to the score-gami board. I'm gonna make you did a score, score gami What did you say? You're going to do a score gami I think it's going to be a score gami of 25-18, to 18, Chicago. Get this win. I'm do you think this, over, this over under... No matter which team it is, one defensive touchdown tonight. Would you? I, I take the line there. I think you take the. You take the. You take, you take yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. One defensive touchdown. Okay, I should. I should have made it betting terms. Zero point so, five. Oh yeah. Oh point five. Oh point five. Yeah. Um, I'll take the over. On and I'm only saying that because both these teams predicate themselves on defense. Right. Washington's defense has not been good. But if we talk about point five defensive touchdowns, would two safeties count as over? Because that's four points. Which is but that's more, not a defensive touchdown. Yeah, but like if we're looking at points, just points, and a safety is four, like two safeties is four points. I I think that that should count as the over. I don't think there's going to be two safeties though, so that's we'll we'll, no. we'll, we'll move this, on from that. This is like when I was talking to you last week about how the Colts almost tied the Broncos, right. and that it would have been two ties in one season. That's crazy. <laughs> that I don't think that would ever. I don't think two ties. For one team is going to happen for a long time, but we'll see. Eh, Either way, I mean, hey, there's there's still eleven more regular season games or eleven more regular season weeks. The we'll Colts see. still have a bye. Uh, it, it, it could happen. It could definitely happen. Eh, yeah, uh, but, we'll see. But okay, so you're on twenty five eighteen. Twenty five eighteen. Okay, I, I, I'm taking Chicago twenty four seventeen. Okay, that's cool. And the only reason why is because I I want Brian Robinson to do well. He's getting his first career start. Twenty four seventeen has happened. 171 times most recently uh you know 11 days ago and that was your team losing to the titans and i do remember the first time it happened was my team losing to the packers so that's you know that's delightful 25 18 has happened zero times so that's just funny how we have very uncommon i think it'll be close i mean it's not gonna be as hopefully with the point totals that we have it's not gonna be as ugly as last week's game yeah 12 to 9 Ugh. I mean, I, I thought it was a fun game. You, I like, I like you gave goals. you gave your analysis on how much fun it was, and I am convinced now. No, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, and, and the Colts also, got the win. You got the win, so that's you, you can't complain about that. Yep. Either can't, way, can't though, take for a quarterback when you have. We, we both got the Bears winning. Uh, you know, a relatively exciting score by seven. And we need to try and like figuring out how we did in our picks before we record next time. Let's just yes. let's yeah, just we'll, do that. We'll make a pack. <laughs> yeah, we got to do that. Mental, we'll do that. We'll mental do that. notes. Um, yes. But yeah, should be fun. Thursday night football prime eight fifteen Eastern five fifteen Pacific. Uh, we're gonna get this episode up right now, so you'll be able to hear it as kickoff is happening. Yep. And uh, you can follow Elijah on Twitter. He's a lonky, and Easy Sports Network is still up and running. Follow me on Twitter, Noah Friedman underscore, and get our podcast wherever you. Uh, Listen to podcasts and enjoy football tonight, and we'll get you week six picks this weekend. Shalom, Haverim.